0: Now, we spotted a story in the Evening Echo about a man who will have his first proper Christmas this year, thanks to Paddy O'Brien, who has been advocating for the elderly in Cork for over 60 years. And Paddy joins me on the line now
1: to tell us more about it. Good morning, Paddy. Good morning, Brendan. How are you? Very well, indeed. Yes, indeed, has, um A sad story... But with, with a very thankfully, thank God, a very happy end. I came across this gentleman, true another gentleman, last December. And I had asked Johnny, rather. He was living in appalling a, a conditions in a, a slaughterhouse and, um, for 40, 43 years. And uh, as a result, by well, my attention, I contacted the housing apartment and in the month of June we got the key to the house and on the 15th of August he moved into his new home and for a man who has lived on his own for years and years and years, he set it down quite well, thank God and we were with him last week we set up a Christmas tree for him oh. the house is purely decorated and I must say that um, he's most appreciate what's been done for him because the people of Cork actually furnished the whole house oh. for him Two, uh, two bedrooms a television in his bedroom television downstairs every, everything So now this but is a um, Christmas
0: story I love now this is just adorable but go back back I mean he lived in a disused
1: slaughterhouse on the edge of Cork City for 40 years 43 years exactly yeah yeah. Uh, he, he he started working there I believe when he was about 14 years of age and he worked for so many years and he was uh, working during the day and he was what would you call oh, a night watchman at night time and then the place closed down and he continued to live there. Oh, wow. He continued to live there for another 20 years after that. It was a total of 40, 42 years so... that he was living there. And since I came across him, I asked myself the quickest question. I wonder how many more guns are living throughout the country? Yeah. How many more people are living in, in the, living in similar conditions, not necessarily in the, in the slaughterhouses, living in conditions? And he, was, he wasn't on the waiting list. At all, at all. There was no waiting list. I don't. He, he didn't understand about waiting lists. But eventually, eventually we got the home for him and um, he's now celebrating his first Christmas. He, I'd say he shed a tear when he got his first, got his first Christmas card for the first time in his life. Oh, the first time... The first time living in a house with decorations, Christmas tree and a lovely, happy um, Christmas atmosphere in his home. Just
0: to paint the picture, the Slaughterhouse had been closed for all those years, right? And he was just living rough, basically. So it's dilapidated. Was it in very bad disrepair where he was living?
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a house at all, at all. I mean, the the, the workings of this, the the slaughterhouse were still there. The cha the the, the, um, the steel rings where the sheep would hang from, they were they were all still there. Gosh. They were all still there with this poor man, and um, he just lived an ordinary he lived his life there in the house. And he had two dogs, and they were his, they were his best friends. And as a matter of fact, that was the greatest problem I experienced. Is that um, when it came to time moving to the house, he was making it very difficult for him to leave the dogs, quite honestly. And he was heartbroken for a while, but it was sad. But um, thankfully, he settled down quite well and he's in a nice neighbourhood. And the children from a local school came last week from Terence McSweeney College in Cork um, outside his home in St. Carlos. And that was a great moment of joy for him as well.
0: So, how did you meet him? Somebody just told you about him because you, you do this kind of work. I got a phone work.
1: call from another gentleman yeah. on the thir- 31st of January. And he was giving me the details of this gentleman. He had met him, John would do a weekly shopping someplace in Blackpool. And this man was giving me the details and quite honestly Brendan, I thought this man was making a mistake, that he was exaggerating the situation. But it w- Made contact with him, or he had running his mobile, Were made you contact with him, and shocked, uh, uh, appalled that anyone, anyone, anyone could mm. live in these conditions, or that anyone would be living um, in bad conditions for 43 years and nobody knew anything about it. And when I always, since then, I've to people, when you situation like that, that you personally might be able to do anything. we contact somebody, contact housing, contact some organization working with the age, let them handle it for you. But in, in this situation, he wasn't on any waiting list. Mm. And I, I have to say again and repeat myself that city council were very helpful. And they gave a beautiful home in in Blackpool, a very old part of Cork, surrounded by many elderly people. His neighbours on his left hand side, on his left side, his right side, across the road from them, and they're, they're, you know their neighbours. They look, they look after each other.
0: Yeah, I mean, thank God he got he came across you really. Um, so you you do this kind of people. You're well known in Cork, I know that for helping the uh, advocating on right. behalf of older people, and you do amazing work. And uh, the this man is an example of someone who exists on the outside, really, isn't it? They're sort of the forgotten. Yeah. the forgotten people really, aren't they?
1: And, and, and that is, they, 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 are, they are they are forgotten. forgotten, And because it's Christmas kind of at the moment, many other people are forgotten about as well, mm-hmm. regrettably. Yeah. I come across a lot of it. I'm working 70 years with elderly people. I, start, I started working as a messenger boy when I was 14 and a half years of age. And that particular area, in the Pope's Key area of Cork, I was surrounded by elderly people. And I found myself going to the chemist, going for paraffin oil, going for a brown loaf, going for a, a pan, going to the chemist. And when the three weeks, I said I'd go work for three weeks, I never went back to school anymore. I don't have any formal education. But I can honestly say this, Brendan. That working in that area with elderly people who I saw had no voice, poverty-stricken, awful conditions, that was my university of life. And that's why I continue to work with the elderly, now on a daily basis. And the most important thing is not to fight for more money for them, no. The greatest single problem facing elderly people today is loneliness. Loneliness is like one of the conventional diseases that kills people. There is no cure for loneliness except visitation. It is a silent disease. And with loneliness, no matter how lonely you are and how depressed you are, you can go to your GP. He can't give you medication. But there is one cure, one cure for loneliness, and that is the human touch the importance of visitation to elderly people. In in this country, we have 189,000 people living alone over 65 years of age, 189,000. And that high percentage are housebound. And I think to combat loneliness for for these people, to do something, everybody must do something. Mm. And I'd love to see a, a, a visiting company set up in every parish to combat loneliness. I'd love to see more thought about community care and the elderly in second-level education. I would like to see, I'd like to see a Minister for the Health. Mm. We, have the Minister, we don't have a Minister for the Health. Uh, things, things, just things like that. But um, I congratulate all different organisations throughout the country doing tremendous work. Tremendous work. And I come across elderly people <coughs> who are broken Elderly people in hospitals... Who, in fact, have been put there by their own sons and daughters. Mm-hmm. They decide that the mummy or the daddy must go to a home that they'd be happier than living on their own. Not the GP, the sons and daughters. And elderly people are put in nursing homes in this country, and they're quite able to be able to continue at home. And then they're forgotten about. They're ignored and it's no visit. I know that in Cork. I know there are nursing homes in this Cork city and the country that there'll be elderly people this year, their very own sons and daughters won't visit them. Mm -hmm. And I can honestly say that, Whereas I'm saying, it's a a serious problem, loneliness is a serious problem, but it's also not because if you're living on your own, but people can be very, very lonely in nursing homes as well, very lonely nursing homes. And as a direct result of that, I visit nursing homes with entertainment every Thursday, different nursing homes. Um, I'll just continue for a moment. Back in 1977, Mm -hmm. 45 years ago, I was still speaking about loneliness and I decided to do something to combat loneliness and I started a competition called the Over 60s Talent Competition. Mm -hmm. I went to every part in the county. We'd have a midnight at the Opera House for the semi-final and the City Hall for the final. And that went on for 45 years up to the the COVID. Mm -hmm. And I must say, that got people out of their homes. That got people something to look forward to. They look forward to going to the city hall, to the local heat. And I think more must be done. And I want to make a very strong point, Brendan, this morning, is that I am not a member of any organisation, group or society. I work on my own. I use the terminology as a Christian, where I see people who are sick with loneliness, and anyone, no matter who you are this morning, you can help the elderly. And I'm saying to people, go and knock at your neighbour's door, an elderly person, and try and adopt them for at least for Christmas. Take them to Mass Christmas morning. Religion, the Catholic, the Catholic faith is very important. Mass is very important to our elderly people. And many of them are housebound, many of them are living far from the church. And to do a good deed, knock, knock on the neighbour's door now, not Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. and make yourself available to go in over Christmas. A family should adopt an elderly person, bring a person to your home even for the Christmas lunch and let, let, let young people see what can be done for elderly, elderly people.
0: You, you really know what you're talking about Paddy because you, you are in the communities expanded. for these, you, you, you see and you are so passionate now, I can hear it, about the, actually this illness which, you're called, which is loneliness. Yeah. And so, and this time of year as well, it's really amplified, I feel, isn't
1: it? Again, Brett Loneliness,
0: please. particularly, is felt around Christmas time, I think.
1: Well, well let me say this yes, for definite, but regrettably, and it's the sad part that I meet people and they said to me, Paddy, I wish this all over. I wish it was all over. Why? Because I mean, they're lonely, because their very own sons and daughters are ignoring them. Mm-hmm. But uh, it goes throughout the year as well, but it's worse than Christmas. But I, mum, so many years ago, and I hope you don't mind me saying that, mm-hmm. you wrote an article, or you, and, and you to on television, mm-hmm. and you spoke about loneliness. Yeah. You spoke about your mum, your, your dad, yeah. you said something about loneliness, and I said, that's good. When I heard you speaking, I said, it's people well-known like that, personalities in this country?" And it will make, it make people realise what it is to live on your own. Mm. There are people who will wake this morning, Brendan. They get out of bed, they come downstairs. They mightn't speak to anyone for three or four days. I'm not criticising the government, but I am explaining what's happening in this country at the moment. We have a situation where the population is increasing year after year. As I already said, 198,000 people, over 65. Despite the fact that the population is increasing, the services are not increasing. True. Throughout the entire country, the difficulty you know, today in getting proper services, the difficulty for a public health nurse to call to see a sick person, the difficulty it is to get meals and wheels, the difficulty that exists and is appalling it is is disgraceful for a person today to get a simple thing like a home health called home carers in Cork City and County Brendan there are 1,604 1, people waiting on a home help. Mm. 1, 1,600 waiting and in Dublin there are 32 So anybody listening the, to the, you the, now the, increased, the, the population has increased but the services have not increased so I'm not,
0: I, I wanted to give you an opportunity to address people who are listening and what people can do what would your message for Christmas be? For people listening or you know lay people listening who would like to do something based on what you're saying, yeah. uh, what would you like to say to the listeners today coming into
1: Christmas <clears throat> I would tell to the people that but I'll repeat myself, you don't have to join any organisation. You do it in your own time. A simple thing, as the old song says, simple things mean a lot. Knock on a neighbour's door, befriend a number, introduce yourself, get your family to do messages for an elderly, elderly people in the parish. Knock on the door, um, offer a, a simple thing. Have you, have you got enough for food every day? Um, go to the shop the milk. Uh, send them a Christmas card, drop a Christmas card in, in, in the box. There are many, many, many people throughout the country who will never even get a Christmas card. A Christmas, a day, the week goes by and nothing happens. And it's been lovely to get more elderly people, people in your own, in your own area that you get to, to, get to know them. And I always said to people then, when you adopt a friend at Christmas, if you want to bring him to your home mm-hmm. or if you want to cook them a meal, and deliver the meals to that person's home. Just keep an eye on them. Exchange telephone numbers. And the greatest thing you can tell a person when they're living alone, look, this is my number, contact me if you're in trouble. But I spoke for each function in Cork, and I said that the greatest gift anyone can give an, an elderly person, and it's a precious gift, and it's one word, time. Mm. Give them time. Yeah. Give them time. I and mean, you give the elderly time. that you know that they feel then somebody loves them, somebody cares about them, so that they're not they're not they're not forgotten. And I going back to my early days of working as a messenger boy at fourteen, half year, years of age, nineteen fifty three, that's what I saw loneliness. People with no visitors whatsoever. People didn't have enough of money. And living in appalling, appalling, appalling conditions, and only for I went to work and at that young age and continue to work, yeah. I would not be perhaps speaking to you this morning.
0: Paddy, listen, you keep up the good work. You're amazing, and we've had a lovely response. People are are uh, really agreeing with you. Lovely text here. I agree. Paddy, loneliness is a killer disease, and your message is really clear. And I hope you have a very, very happy Christmas. And thanks for taking our call this morning. Let's take Thank a you
1: quick... very much indeed. Brandon. God bless.
0: Take a quick break.